Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joining me this morning. Good morning. To, or good afternoon, she is at this stage. Good afternoon, Jane. Good afternoon. Uh, you're very welcome. I had an email in. Now, I don't know if it is, dire- I'm assuming it's directly related to you or another vet at the practice, but somebody contacted us. Uh, it was actually after the slot last week to say your resident vet is the best. Jelly Bean has totally unpronounceable disease and the vets at Mill Street <laughs> have kept her alive and happy now for 10 years. Jelly Bean wants yeah. to say thank you. Do you know who Jelly Bean is? I do indeed. Oh, that's, that's so lovely. Thank you so much for that lovely comment. What, it means the world to us. What is the condition that Jelly Bean has? Pro- proxy? Oh, I, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't be able to discuss it just to kind of maintain okay. confidentiality. All right, okay. Jelly Bean's a, a, love, a lovely little dog altogether. All right, and, and, and doing well after 10 years. Seems which, to be. Which is fantastic. And that's the aim, that's the aim of the game. Okay, and well, well happy, done. To, happy and healthy. Okay, it's just I can't pronounce what the, I can't pronounce the, the condition that the dog has. But anyway, thank you to the owner, Jelly Bean, uh, as owner, for sending that on. Uh, we're glad to give it a mention. Okay, let's get straight into questions that are coming in today. 1850-333-103. John Paul and Sadie are taking calls. Or you can text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. Mary says, would Jane have any natural flea preventative that I could use on my Labrador a natural flea preventative um, the long and short answer to that is uh, there are many natural flea preventatives out there but they don't work yeah um, yeah I, I suppose the important thing is I know we always want to be very careful with everything we apply to our pet and everything we feed to our pet because like ourselves you know body is a temple um, you need to take care of it the one thing I would say is to anybody who kind of considers using natural therapies or homeopathic medicine in their pets, that it, it can sometimes be more of a hindrance than a help. Um, I think, first of all, we need to make sure everything we're, we're doing, particularly for something as important as preventing fleas, is going to be effective. Now, as I say, there's lots of kind of um, home remedies that might be kind of proposed to, to be effective in preventing fleas. But we don't really know if any of those work, and in my experience, they don't. Um, the safest thing to do is to get a reputable product from either your vet or your pharmacist, because we have access to the products that, let's say, wouldn't be available in, in other outlets. And they will be the ones that would have gone through the most rigorous testing, so we know that they're really safe, mm. but really, most importantly, they're, they're really effective. And I think as well, just along that line, to go off on a bit of a tangent, um, one thing I would say with using any kind of natural or homeopathic remedies in dogs and cats is that 
we don't know if a lot of these things are actually safe in our animal friends. And we also have no idea as to what doses might be safe. So really, it's something I, I, I wouldn't advise embarking on because just because it's a safety issue. Yeah, it's like the thing when you hear sometimes of people using human drugs on an animal you know, a paracetamol exactly. or a neurofen because they think they're in pain. You just never know. And, you know, exactly. and, and then you'd have to live with if you did major damage uh, to your animal. I always think with flea uh, control back in the day when I used to be the mad cat woman and I had a household of cats, <laughs> you c- keep on top of it. If once you keep on top oh. of it, you will never have a problem with fleas. Absolutely. And I think particularly with things like fleas and particularly cat fleas as well, they are clever little creatures, fleas. So you need to keep on top of them so that you're preventing them on an ongoing basis. So that may mean either a product monthly or every three months. It really depends on the product you're using. So speak to your vet about the regime for the product that you have. Now, the really important thing is once you get a flea infestation, it is so hard to get rid of it. Not impossible, but it's a real it's a real pain. So it's really much, much better to prevent it. Yeah. This is speaking as somebody who's dealt with lots of people who would have had flea infestations in their house. Trust me. No matter the, how much the preventative cost, it is relatively cheap in comparison to having to, to fumigate your house yeah. and put sprays all over the place and wash everything they've come into contact with. And they have to be treated on an ongoing basis as well because flea eggs are actually really interesting. They're so, so robust. It's almost like they live in a little metal tank. They're, you know, so resistant to um, disinfection and environmental changes in temperature. They're really, really smart little creatures, flea. So we need to be equally smart in return to try and uh, to try and prevent them. Okay, seems to be a lot of questions coming in about cats today. How soon after having kittens can a female cat be neutered, wonders Mary in Clonakilty. Okay, so I think definitely the right decision getting neutered is the is absolutely the the most responsible decision to reduce our kind of ongoing um, cat population increase. After they have kittens, you need to make sure that the kittens are weaned. And normally that will happen. Naturally, the mum will start doing that over a four to six week period after they've given birth. Now, what I would say is I would always recommend after they've given birth and after the kittens are weaned, pop your little cat into into the vet for a checkup. So arrange a checkup before you go ahead and book the stay. We want to get in a little window where all of, let's say, the, the milk glands, the mammary glands, will have settled down enough so that the surgery wouldn't be traumatic. But also we want to get in in the window before they get pregnant again. And cats are incredible. They can get pregnant again incredibly quickly. So the best thing I would say is as soon as the kittens are weaned, ring your vest, have a chat with them. They may most likely want to see the cat in just to examine it, to examine its belly as well, where the where the milk glands were to check that they're kind of going down at a at a normal rate and that everything looks normal there and they'll be able to guide you as to as to booking in surgery. But okay. I really, I, w- I wouldn't sit on it. I'd have a chat to your best and, and get it booked in ASAP. The best thing you can do for yourself and for your beloved cat as well. Okay, uh, listener says, my cat breaks out in a very sore rash all over. It comes in patches several times a year. Trip to the vet, she ends up on steroids and antibiotics. She's 13 years of age. She's gotten very cranky. Is there any other way that it can be dealt with other than steroids? And I don't know why the listener doesn't want to use steroids and whether the crankiness is related to the steroids or not. I don't know. What would your advice be? This is a really difficult one. My heart goes out to you because the last thing we want our pets to be is uncomfortable or itchy. Um, and I know that skin disease, particularly if it's something ongoing, can be really frustrating both for your pet and, and for yourselves as the pet carer. What I would say is that it sounds like something's going on that's causing these flare-ups. 
a number of things can cause little flare-ups and little bumps like that that are quite itchy. Um, sometimes it can be infection. Sometimes it can be infestation with a flea or a mite or a lice. Or sometimes it can actually be that that pet is allergic to something in the environment and their skin barrier isn't quite normal. So it overreacts to things that are normal in the environment. Um, I think either way, certainly it sounds like your vet's doing a good job of trying to control the symptoms. And a lot of the time we'll use steroids or other anti-itching medication to try and calm down the inflammation in the skin and calm down the itch. Because in the end of the day, our main kind of priority is quality of life and comfort so we need to deal with the symptoms it does sound like you need to revisit your vet again have a chat with them and let them let them know what's going on work closely with them because they may need to to do further diagnostics to get to the bottom of what's causing these episodes so i think trust your vet i know skin can be quite frustrating if it's a chronic issue but sometimes we just need to work through a diagnostic process get to the bottom of it and tackle it the other thing is with steroids there are a number of anti-itching medications available, of which steroids are some. Now, steroids do have some side effects, um, things like lots of drinking, a little bit more panting than usual, particularly when they're used in dogs. But with us, when we're choosing a medication, it's always on balance, so everything is tailored to that pet. If you don't feel it suits your pet, or if you have any concerns, speak Say to your to own that, yeah. um, and when and when, when this listener says, you know, that the cat is getting cranky, do cats mm. get cranky when they're older or is that an indication that there's something going on? Potentially it might be an indication that something's going on or there might be a source of pain or, or indeed irritation. And if there is this ongoing skin issue, that you can imagine yourself if you had, you know, sore, itchy skin. That yeah, flaring, horrible. That'd make me a little bit cranky. Um, so I think potentially sorting that issue initially, but keeping an open mind, particularly as we get pets that are going into their more advanced years, we need to bear in mind that there might be more complex issues playing into playing into a change in behaviour like crankiness. So raise that with your vet and have a chat to them and I'm sure they'll be able to help you get to the bottom of it. Kathleen is worried about feral cats in her area. She's heard of people who are trapping and kidding the cats. She said, surely there is another way. How do you get rid of feral cats in an area? That's a real tough one. So that is a real tough one. I think the main thing we can do on a, on a single person level is make sure that all of our own cats that we have as pets or farm cats on the farm um, are spayed and neutered because that means that we're not helping the population of feral cats to increase, okay? So on a personal level, that's one thing we can all do. There are programs that are trap, neuter, release programs and maybe a little bit of a source of confusion. I'm not familiar with any such programs where, let's say, people are trapping and killing cats. I'm not aware of that myself. But I am aware that there are trap neuter release programs going on. And there's a number of charities around the country that get involved with that. Um, and essentially what happens with those is um, a charity may go into an area, trap the feral cat. They will be brought to a vet and, and we will perform, let's say, the neutering surgery. And then they will be released back out to their environment. But it means they were controlling the population of cats because they can no longer reproduce. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of confusion there. But as I say, I, I'm not aware of any, any such programmes where there be less yeah. trapping and euthanasia at the moment. Yeah, and of course that all goes back to those of us that do have cats, new to your cats, new to your cats exactly. and don't have any uh, stray cats uh, running around the place. Here's one. My dog is growling and looking up at the sky. It's happening every morning. Why, what would be causing that? Growling and looking up at the sky. The sky. That's a little bit of an unusual one. And and I I assume that this pet is otherwise happy and healthy and is behaviourally normal otherwise. Um, maybe just have a have a consider of has anything changed in the environment, or has anything changed in your own morning routine? Because I suppose cats and dogs are particularly sensitive to change 
change that we might not even notice, um, whether there's something upsetting it or whether it's just a, an unusual behaviour. I think as long as, let's say, the dog's behaviour is otherwise normal, he's happy, healthy, doesn't know other signs of illness, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But it's, it's certainly an unusual one. Yeah, and of course, dogs hearing, they hear a lot more than we hear. It could be something he's it's, hearing, isn't it, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and that's how I say, like a, a change in environment, if there's any new sounds in the environment or anything moved around or changed, they're super sensitive to any of that, whether it be sight, smell, hearing, they'll notice things we wouldn't yeah. ever notice in a million years. So it could be something really tiny. Okay, listen, have a lovely week and we'll chat to you next Thursday. Thanks, Thanks for that. A Thanks a million. That's bye-bye. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.